Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And we're here with episode 23. And today we are talking all about travel. Yes, which is fitting because today we leave for Morocco. Yes, and I'm so excited. I can't believe we're going. Morocco has been at the top of my travel list for the past, I don't know, five years maybe. Same. So I'm so excited to finally go. And then I'm actually going to Portugal too. I'm very jealous, but I'm coming home. I can't wait. So before we get into all of the great travel questions that our listeners submitted, should we talk about our weeks? Yes, let's do it. Um, Becca, what was your high this week? So last week I was saying that my low was that I was feeling really anxious about work. And this week work is actually my high. I feel like I had such a productive week. I had so many meetings. I'm uh, So for everyone who or anyone who might be new, I uh, quit my job at the end of May, took the summer off, took a little more time off than I anticipated, and I'm going to start uh, working with clients on a consulting basis. And so I'm now in the thick of kind of meeting with people and, and lining up clients. And I was really nervous last week because I just felt like I was ready to start working, but didn't have clients set up. And like the, the whole biz dev piece of working for myself was really scary, but I had so many good meetings this week. I sent out my first contract this morning. Ah, so exciting. So it's not finalized yet, but hopefully it's it's going to go through and I'm feeling really good. And also I am really enjoying just like having so many meetings and getting to meet interesting people. That's really fun. Yeah. I feel like I've made a lot of new friends, like even though all of them won't turn into work projects. I feel like I've just been meeting so many cool people. That's great. Yeah. So I'm feeling really positive and hopefully I have this contract signed before we leave for Morocco so I can go and know that I uh, have something lined up for when I come back. That's really, really exciting. Yeah. So from low to high in just one week. Oh, that's kind of the reverse of my week, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Tell me, tell me your high. So my high was this weekend. Um, Two of my good friends from Cuba were in town. So on Friday night, we went to Dumbo House, which, as you know, is like my favorite. It's so beautiful. They have like this big patio that overlooks the water and you can see both of the bridges. So we had several cocktails. And then last night I had everyone over to my house and we had more cocktails. But I just like love entertaining. So it was so much fun just getting a good group together, um, having drinks. And we also got pies and thighs and ate that out on my patio. And yesterday's weather was so perfect. That sounds so nice. Yeah. It felt like it was, it felt like fall in New York yesterday. Yeah. It's gotten less hot. So I feel like now I enjoy being outside versus when it's so hot and sticky. I just want to run home to my air conditioning and be outside as little as possible. Yeah. So that was really nice. Tell everyone your low. So you guys, my low was so dramatic. I, if you listened last week, I didn't have a low. Like I was like, I'm a, on Cape Cod. I'm getting back and then I'm going to Morocco. My life is pretty perfect. Everything is great. And then I lost my passport. So what happened was, and I, it was actually resolved last night, which is hilarious. I'm going to tell you guys the whole story as quickly as I can. Um, I lost my passport, couldn't find it anywhere. My parents were scouring the house. I was looking everywhere. Um, So I had to get it replaced, and I had to get it replaced um, in as expedited as a manner as possible. 
So it turned out my primary form of ID, which is my New York State ID, was expired. So I had to go to the DMV and get a temporary ID, which, like, that was a pain. I had to to wait in line for three hours, and the DMV is just never particularly a good time. And then I realized that I needed a birth certificate as well. So my mom was a gem and overnighted it to me, and I got it. And so I thought I had everything I needed, and I got down to the Brooklyn Public Library. They have this passport office there, and they would not accept my ID as identification. They're like, nope, this is, these are invalid. On the website, it says that if you have the combination of your expired ID and then your new temporary ID, you'll be approved, and they did not approve me. So I'm sitting there sobbing. I'm like, I'm not going to get a passport. And they're like, well, there is one thing you can do. They were like, do you have a witness? And I was like, a witness? So it turns out you can have a friend, someone who's known you for two years or more, um, come to the courthouse, not the courthouse, it felt like the courthouse, come to the passport office and vouch for you. So I was like, who am I going to bother in the middle of the workday to come help me with this? I bothered the person who had the most to lose by me not getting a passport, which was Becca. Yep. But she caught me with good timing. I was on the subway already. She came straight there. Yeah, I came straight there. It wasn't that big of a pain. They were very intense about it. They photocopied her IDs. They stapled it to my application. Well, they separated us. They separated us. So that I couldn't cheat in case she just paid off a stranger to come. And I had to then fill out all these forms about Grace. Yeah, she has my middle name, my date of birth. Like, luckily, you're good at math. And, like, luckily, my middle name is in my um, personal Instagram account. Yeah. Because I didn't know your middle name until then. Now I'll never forget it. Yep. In case you have to be my witness. Now you have to just like lock that away. So we took our friendship to the next level. Becca was my witness. The state department got involved in our friendship. Yes. And I will just say that I got approved and I get my passport on Monday, which will have been two days ago. Yay. We're going to Morocco. But the best part was I had given my sister Cersei to read and she did not pick up the book until last night and guess what was tucked inside the book your passport yep so we know where it was and at least I get it back now because I I got a lot of stamps this summer and I'm like really proud of all the travels and I was like so sad to not have that anymore but how cool is it that your first passport stamp in this fresh passport is going to be in Africa yeah that's pretty cool I know a brand new continent it's my birthday while we're in Africa so I'm going to be 32 in Africa so exciting. I'm not really a birthday person, but I like the... We're going to celebrate. I like the sound of 32 We're going to get you sparklers and champagne and like, it's going to be wild. Well, I'm super excited for Morocco. I can't wait. So now I feel bad saying that I don't really have a low because now life's going to come after me. So if I don't have do to it. complain about something petty, I would say I keep buying clothes online for Morocco. I have this vibe in mind. One of the questions is about what we're packing, so I won't go any further than that but I keep buying things and I don't like anything that's really annoying I, know, I hate when that happens it's such a bummer when you buy stuff you're excited about and then it comes and it either like doesn't fit or it doesn't look like you expected it to so I'm just going to be wearing a lot of clothes you've already seen in Morocco that's fine that's fine so before we get into all of the great questions I want to talk to you about our sponsor for today which is HelloFresh HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. They have three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. Grace and I both tried the classic plan. 
And it was a really fun way to get out of my recipe comfort zone. I'm not a bad cook, but I'm a pretty lazy cook. I hate meal prepping. I hate trying to anticipate what I'm going to want to eat that night and having to go to the grocery store. So this made it super easy because it just came straight to my door. One of the recipes that I made with HelloFresh was burgers, which was actually something that I don't think I've ever cooked at home before, but it was super delicious. There was a really good caramelized onion topping that I never would have gone through the effort of making without this recipe, but totally made the burger. Plus, having an easy 30-minute recipe to come home to kept me from ordering takeout, which is one of my biggest vices. So that's a win right there. If you're not a great cook, it was super easy. All of the ingredients come in pre-measured, labeled meal kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipes, and the recipes have pictures, so you really can't mess it up. If you'd also like to try HelloFresh, you can get $20 off your first three shipments. That's $60 off in total, which is a super good deal. Go to HelloFresh.com backslash BOP60 and enter promo code BOP60. Again, that's $20 off each of your first three orders with HelloFresh with the code BOP60 at checkout. So now onto the travel questions. We got so many good questions. But you know what? Nobody asked us, and I was really hoping that they would. So I'm just gonna ask you. Okay. What are your top what are the top three places that are on your travel destination wish list? So it's funny that you say that because I this summer, once we go to Morocco, I will have checked off my top three. So it was Cuba, Southeast Asia, and Morocco. Okay, so pick some new ones. But my What's newest next? ones. So Bali is very high. Um, I would love to go to Africa and do a safari. Mm-hmm. And Croatia. Ooh. Yeah. How about you? Okay. Um, so I definitely need to make up for the Asia trip that I didn't go on. So I really want to go to Thailand at some point. I mean, I want to do the whole trip. But yeah. if I had to pick just one place, Thailand. Um, I Oh, you know where I want to go back to? I really want to go to Italy and have like a call me by your name, like in Tuscany moment. Like I feel like all mm. the bloggers are going to Positano right now. But I want to go somewhere more yeah country like under the Tuscan sun yeah 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 and then I'm also dying to go to Buenos Aires oh I would go there yeah yeah really excited yeah so should we get into these questions yeah so our first one came from I'm gonna butcher this person's handle it's a militano one on Instagram and she wrote I love to travel I visited 28 countries as I get older and life gets more expensive I live in Toronto, which is basically the New York of Canada. It's harder to find to, to find ways to budget for it. What tips related to budgeting and keeping travel as a part of my life at, um, as I also work full-time? Full well, that's really cool that you've already been to 28 countries, first of all. Yeah, that's amazing. Second of all, so I've talked about this before. So I love using this app called Digit. You talk about that all the time. I know, I love it. So basically what you do is you can set up a goal. So say you want to save $2,000 to go on a really big trip. You can put in that goal and it steals little amounts of money out of your checking account um, over time and it helps you to save for it. So I love that as a way to save without needing to really think about it over time. So that's what I did for our Asia trip was I just like had a savings goal for travel that I'd been saving for for six months. And it was really no skin off my back. Like it did the hard work for me. Yeah. Um, But I think the other thing is just if travel is your priority, and it sounds like it is, um, you know, 
at the beginning of the year saying how much you want to spend on a trip and then just like figuring out how much that is from every paycheck and just putting that aside in a separate, a separate savings account where you can't, it doesn't get blended with all your other money. And I think just like giving yourself a reasonable, but like actual number that you want to save and just like setting money aside, I think is like the easiest way to do it. So then when you when it comes time to travel, you're not putting on your credit card and then paying it off afterwards. You're, you already have the money and you can do it guilt-free. Totally. I was going to say the same thing, just setting up a separate bank account for your travel and like just um, setting aside money every month and working towards that goal. Um, the other thing I'd say, because it sounds to me like this person might be right out of school because she talks about starting to work full time is I would say travel as much as you can right now, because when you get into your mid and late twenties, so much of your travel schedule is going to be dictated by weddings. Totally. And so you're going to have all these expenses and have so much of your time off taken up that if you have the time right now and you're making enough money that you can, you can budget for it, like go do it. I would totally agree. Also when I was, when I was young, when I first graduated college, like I didn't mind staying in a hostel or I would I traveled a lot more cheaply than I probably would now. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're kind of, you'll put up with a lot more when you're younger. Yeah. Now I'm a bougie. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> so on to the second question. I'm actually curious about this for you. So so many of the um, questions we got were about packing, and I consider myself a very good traveler. I'm <laughs> not a good packer. It is the part of traveling that causes me the most anxiety. I. Not that I'm bad at it, like I forget things, but I just have like a mental block where I dread it for days leading up to actually going. So this person, Love and Luster on Instagram wanted to know, do you pre-plan your outfits or do you just pack your favorite things? I kind of do a little bit, a mix of both. Like I will have certain outfits that I know that I want to wear on a trip. Like I kind of like think about like what my vibe is going to be for that particular trip and I'll pack outfits especially like as a blogger a big part of what I do is I create packing lists and I create outfit roundups of all of the trips I go on so I um I have to do a little bit of planning like a lot of times like I'll reach out to brands and I'll say hey I'm going to Morocco or I'm going here like if you have anything that you think would be good for that that kind of helps me there because it's almost like I always really want to kind of like bring my best outfit game when I travel because it's like you have this built-in beautiful location to photograph everything yeah I'm a little more willy-nilly. I kind of just count how many days I'm going to go and figure I want one outfit for day and one outfit for night and then just make sure I have enough clothing with me. But I more so just pack whatever my favorite things are. And yeah. I feel like I sometimes regret that. Maybe I should try to do a better job for going to Morocco and Portugal. Yeah, be strategic. We're going to be going to some cool places and we have to get your online dating photos taken. Oh my God, we do. <laughs> we do. So our next question was about what are the best sites to book flights? What do you use? Honestly, I book through, I'll go on to Expedia or Kayak and like look for the best flights. And then I go and I book it directly from whatever the airline is that has the best deal because they are a lot better at giving you back your money if you have to cancel. And also they generally have the better deal. Like I used to be super loyal to American and I know that they always gave you the best possible deal um, when you booked it directly through their site. Hmm. That's interesting. So I usually use Kayak, but then I also have a couple of apps that I really like to watch flights. So there's this really cool app called Hopper, and then there's another one that I use called Hitlist. And with Hitlist, you can just put in places you want to go, and you can say, like, I want to go to Lisbon. 
and it will just send you when there's really good deals to go to oh, list I them. love that. Yeah, hit so, list? Hit list, yeah. So if you have more flexibility in your schedule where you're not like, oh, I need to go next week, but you're just like, I want to go to Lisbon sometime in September. It'll help you find like when the best trips are. And then I also really like on the opposite side, if you let, if you know the dates you want to go, but you don't know where you want to go, I really like Kayak Explore. And then you can just put in your home airport and it tells you what are cheap deals to other places. So I've been on a bit of a travel bender. So I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm just kind of in the mood to go somewhere, but I'm not, don't have a firm destination in mind. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So then Meredith McKenz on Instagram wrote any Kauai or Maui tips if either of you have been there. And this is funny because we, the first time Becca and I tra- ever traveled together was to, to Kauai. We went there for Jackie's wedding. And if you are a regular listener, you know that Jackie was one of our guests and we were in Sayulita with her. So I actually have a whole travel guide to doing Kauai like a local on my blog. Um, oh my God, Becca just spilled seltzer all over herself. It's fine. So <laughs> I'm just a little soggy. Oh my God. So um, I can't remember off the top of my head all the beaches we went to, but I would definitely say check that post out. It's just called the North Shore of Kauai like a local. Well, we stayed in the North Shore versus a lot of the resort areas are in the South Shore, and I loved staying up there. So we stayed in a rental. Jackie's mom actually works in real estate. Her name is Jane Abramo. That's all linked in my blog post. Yeah, so you should rent through her. But I loved staying up there. There's only one or two hotels, and the rest is just you rent a house or an Airbnb. And it has, like, a much more low-key vibe, I think, than the more resorty areas. Yeah. 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 And we just, like, went to the beach every day. Mm -hmm. We ate so much sushi. So much sushi. Oh, my God. Go to Wishing Well Shave Ice. I I follow them on Instagram, and I think about that all the time. Oh, it was so delicious. I'd have, like, three shaved ices in one day. I know. And go for drinks at the, um, what's the hotel? Oh, the, um, the St. Regis. Yeah, go for drinks there. They have s- such a gorgeous view for sunset. Yes, and um, there's a fish market, called, there's a restaurant called The Dolphin, but go to the fish market behind and get sushi there. Yes, do that. Yes. Have you ever been to Maui? I have. Um, I went, I mean, I literally went 20 years ago. I was a junior in high school. So do you have any good tips from 20 years ago? I do, actually. I would oh. say get up really early and watch the sunrise at Haleakala. Um, I do not ha- know how to spell that. But it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. Oh. So that's it there. Okay. Yeah. So the next question, this is more to you, Grace. So we got a ton of questions about solo travel. I am going to Portugal by myself, and it's going to be the first time I've traveled somewhere alone. I've gone for, I've gone to places in the U.S. by myself, like for a wedding where I didn't have a plus one or, you know, something like that. Or I've gone, when I was in Mexico City, I was there for a day by myself, but I've never gone on a full trip by myself. And we had so many questions about solo travel. And I know you've traveled a lot by yourself. Yeah. So this is... Wait. Oh, I'm going to read you the question. Oh, okay. Sorry. So that was just the setup. Yeah. I just wanted people to know that a lot of people asked about solo travel, even though we only included one question about solo travel. So this person asked, do you ever get afraid when traveling alone? And do you have any advice? And then any safe destination recommendations? So basically just give us your solo travel 101. Yeah. So this is another thing that's all on my blog. I've done like several posts just about everything travel alone. So if what I say is not enough, 
go there and just type in traveling alone in the search bar. What's your URL? It's thestripe.com. Thanks. <laughs> um, so I don't get afraid when I travel alone. And maybe I just go to pretty safe destinations. I, I mean, you Where have, have to... Where have been alone? I have been... So my first time traveling alone was Greece. I went for two weeks back in 2008 when I was in between jobs. I've been to now Asia alone. Um, I don't think going to Charleston alone counts because I have so many friends there. Yeah. Um, London, Paris... I know there's other places, but yeah, I, I, Tulum, you've been to Tulum Tulum alone. Yes. I've been to Mexico quite a bit alone. I love a beach vacation alone because you can just sit and be lazy and read a pile of books. Or I like to go to a city that has a lot of art and like galleries and museums. Like London is one of my favorite places to go alone because I'll just spend the whole day going to different art museums and nobody's like nagging me to do something else. It's just kind of nice traveling alone because you get to be completely selfish with your day and do exactly what you want to do. And nobody is like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. And you just get to kind of be really selfish, which is nice. So when you travel alone, do you meet other people? Like, do you make friends there or do you mostly just do your own thing and have like a totally solo time? Mostly I like to do my own thing. Of course, I'll make when I went to Greece, I made friends with these three Australian guys and they were they were so much fun and like I had people to hang out with but for the most part if I'm traveling alone it's because I like want to just like chill and kind of do my own thing so I'm going on my first solo trip so I have no advice myself but I'm going to tell our listeners two pieces of advice of advice that people gave me about traveling by yourself so the first thing that was recommended was go on a tour the first day you get somewhere because a lot of times people who are traveling by their Selves will go on like a food tour or you know some kind of organized thing and that way you can meet people through that that then you can hang out with the rest of your trip oh see I have no interest in making in meeting people that sounds like it would just like ruin my trip having to hang out with a bunch of strangers I don't think I would want to hang out with strangers the whole time but I think it might be nice to have somebody to go out to drinks with like I don't think I would go hit the bar scene very hard by myself or even just like one night in each place I'm going to Lisbon for three nights in Porto for two nights, yeah. I think. And no, having nice. somebody to eat dinner with once in each city would be nice. Yeah. I typically just bring books with me to dinner and like hang out solo. Well, that's the other piece of advice I got. So um, Kate, who is a big solo traveler, when I went out for drinks with her this week, was telling me, um, don't bring a book to dinner. She said, unless you want to read and have like a really solo that's night. That's what I want. Then I don't you can wanna, do that. I don't want to talk to strangers. But she's like, if you want to meet people, go without a book. And if you're sitting at a bar or something, she said that you're much more approachable if you're not reading. And so usually, she said in her experience, people will strike up a conversation with her. Oh, interesting. So I'm not sure what type of vacation I want, if I want it to be totally solo or if I want yeah. to like meet people. Yeah. We'll see. Ask me in two weeks and I'll tell you my solo travel wrecks. On to our next question, we have Emmy put on Instagram, and she wrote, how early is too early at a new job to ask about a longish vacation? Ooh, so I have two things to say here. So the first thing is I've had a lot of people who I've hired tell me about a long vacation in advance. Yes. So if it's something you've planned before you accept the job, tell them up front when you accept that you've already planned this, and maybe you'll have to take some of it as unpaid time off if you haven't accrued enough vacation. But usually it's not a big deal if I know in advance. So if you have the plans before you accept the job, 
tell them as part of the negotiation process. If you are making the plans after you've already taken the job, I would say after six months, it would be okay to ask for a week off. But if you're looking for more than a week off, I would say you probably have to be there a year. Yeah, I think most companies have policies about this. Like, I remember when I was at Cody, I wasn't eligible to take vacation for my first six months. I had to take one day off because I had like a wedding in France and I had to fly right back for it from it. Oh, at the places I've worked, that's never been the case. Usually you have to accrue time off, but then you can borrow against future time off and it's not a big deal. Okay. But I would say just in terms of not being pegged as a flaky employee, you would, I would say wait six months to ask for a week off and a year if you're going to go on a major vacay. Unless it's your wedding or something like that, in which case I think it's more acceptable to take an extended vacation in the first year of working somewhere. But I think it's good to be up front when you're like interviewing and let them know. Yeah. If you already have the plans, I think it's no big deal, even if you're taking a longer vacation. Yeah. So the next question from Emma, not Emily on Instagram said, how do you find the best hotels to stay at? Um, I do a lot of research on TripAdvisor and I also will stalk Instagram and see like what the most beautiful places are and kind of like plan my trip that way. Yeah. I love TripAdvisor. That's how I do a lot of planning. You can sort it by rankings and I usually look for what's the highest ranked hotel that's in my price range. Same. And then sometimes, and I love a nice hotel. Sometimes I plan my whole trip around wanting to stay at a specific hotel. Same. I'm a big saver on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, Whenever I see cool travel destinations, I save them to a collection on my Instagram, and then I'll look back at them. Yeah. And so I have, like, a whole long bucket list of countries I want to go to, hotels I want to go to that I've just seen on Instagram. Yeah, that's... I need to start using collections to, to um, organize all my saved stuff because it's my saves are just a nightmare. It's all a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, that's why I try to use collections. Otherwise, I'll never remember why I saved this place. Yeah. Yeah. So the next question comes from Morgan Likes to Read on Instagram. Love your handle. Um, she wrote, do you plan out your sightseeing, eats, etc. before you go there, or do you just kind of wing it as you go? Okay. So I have turned a corner this summer and gotten very into trip research. So before this summer, I was the most type B traveler where I would go somewhere, know nothing about it, not know any of the restaurants. If I know somebody who's been there, maybe I'd have a few places that I wanted to go, but not having done any research. Like I remember a couple of years ago, I was going to Colombia, And while I was on the plane, I realized that not only did I not have I hadn't taken out any money. I didn't know what the conversion rate was. I didn't even know the name of the currency. <laughs> and I was halfway through the flight and I was like, oh, I should probably figure this stuff out. Like I had done nothing. That's really funny. But this summer, I think going to Asia really like, I don't know, flicked a switch. Or yeah. Planning to go to Asia rather, flicked a switch. And I've gotten so into research. So yesterday morning, Grace will probably make fun of me. I spent... No, I was glad you did this. I'm not making fun of you. You did all the work for me. I spent four hours, like, in a research hole, just, like, finding the best things to do in uh, Morocco and then in Portugal. And I like to have a list of the best places to eat, the best places to get drinks, 
of everything I might want to see in advance, but I don't like to plan it out into days. Like I don't like to have a schedule. I like to wake up and be like, okay, let's look at the list. Here are the things we could do. What, what do I feel like? But I like to know what are the best restaurants to eat at? Where do I want to get drinks? Like what are the things that are on my hit list in advance? And, um, I've, I know this isn't the question, but I feel really proud of my research tactics. And I feel like I've been doing a combination of TripAdvisor, Pinterest, and then I've been just Googling 48 hours in blank city. And you usually get a lot of good, like the New York times has a series. Um, the independent in the UK has a series. I feel like you get a lot of good, like what are the top things to do? Yeah. For that. So that's how I do it. What about you? I kind of do a mix because I go on so many media trips for my blog and those are all like very intensely planned out. So for me, it's so luxurious to go somewhere and be like, oh, I'm just going to wing it and like do these things and just kind of like take my time and wake up when I want to. But then it really, it also depends. Like sometimes I'll go somewhere with the express purpose of doing a certain thing like when I go to London there's usually several art shows I want to check out and things like that so I'd say it depends but I've gotten better at research and trip planning although for the past few trips Becca's kind of planned everything and I've just like been along for the ride I've also been like super busy at work whereas Becca hasn't been working so the answer is to just travel with me and I'll do it for you yeah or go to my blog and read my travel guides yes yeah. So before we go on to other questions, should we have a quick desperation minute? Yes, guys. Rate, review, subscribe. If you're loving our podcast, pause it for a minute, go to the iTunes store, leave us a rating and a review. It helps people to find us and know that we're legit. Yes. And it's the nicest thing you can do for us. We'll really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you've already done that, tell a friend or put us up on your Instagram story. Yes. Yes. And lastly, if you've already done that, follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast and join our Facebook group and our mailing list and our mailing list. We sent our newsletter out last week. Yeah, we so got off. We got off track this summer, but we're, we're trying. trying. Yeah, we're trying to send it out every month. Yeah. So we'll never spam you or overwhelm you, but it's fun. And we include things that we didn't get to talk about on the podcast. Back to the questions. Yes. So Shen Dove on Instagram wrote, what are you guys packing for Morocco? I'd appreciate any insights. I want you to tell everyone what your vacation vibe is for Morocco. Um, There's a lot of Eileen Fisher. So I am really into cropped wide leg pants right now. Um, And I'll tuck them in with like a cute camisole or I'll like knot a a shirt at my waist with that or wear like a crop top with those. And a lot of caftans. So I'm going for like a, it's kind of like a 60-year-old woman who's maybe retired and a little bit of a hippie kind of vibe. I'm into this. Yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. I'm, I keep buying, I want, I want a lot of caftans, but I don't own that many. So I'm hoping we can find some there. Yeah. And then, I mean, the other thing is that it's a pretty conservative country. So, you know, I don't think it's like a pretty covered up. Yeah. I don't think it's like a cutoffs in a tank top type place. So, you know, like maxi dresses, caftans. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to do really well in your Eileen Fisher pants. I think so, too. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this on my blog, but I'm having a moment with Eileen Fisher. You really are. Yeah. So the next question, I don't really know how you pronounce this, Charnelate on Instagram. Uh, said, how far in advance do you start packing? 
Usually five hours. No. I usually, no, that's I me. tend to pack like the night before. Me too. I usually like have a list of things I know I want to pack. Like it's just like written down somewhere, like on a scrap piece of paper. Me too. And then I, I, I usually pack the night before. Yeah. I start making a list of anything particular I want to pack in a note on my phone yeah. a few days in advance, but I'm like day of night before. Yeah. I need to get better at it. We, our friend Hitha, uh, her Instagram handle is Hitha on. Um, Oh, it's actually her name, Hitha Palapu. Um, but her blog is Hitha, Hitha on, the on the Go. go. Wrote a book about packing. Yes, she's a packing genius. She also has a lot of really great content on her blog. So, like, just go to her site and type in packing tips, and you will get, like, the most informative, like, smart. It's it's so well done. I know. I feel I like I need her, her to advice, come though. over and do a one-on-one yeah. packing tutorial because I packing stresses me out yeah but her blog is brilliant for anything travel related so check her out so the next question was cell phone cell phone plans while abroad what do you do so I just have Verizon's travel pass which is if you're in Canada or Mexico I want to say it's two dollars a day and if you're in Europe or like pretty much anywhere it's ten dollars a day yeah I did that for um Mexico for the first time and it was a game changer to be able to have full access to my phone so yeah. I think I'm gonna do that for Morocco to, and Portugal yeah for what I do I have to have like full data not even that but just to be out and about and to be able to like google where else yeah. to go what's around not using your map you can download google maps so that you oh. can use it while you're in airplane mode okay. but having access to like the internet while you're out and about was a real game changer because usually I'm cheap and I just put my phone in airplane mode and only use my phone at oh, really? the hotel on wi-fi oh my gosh yeah I, I'm just like going through data when I travel <laughs> yeah so the next question was about travel insurance yes or no and I just added this in here because I am going through travel insurance hell right now trying to get money back from my Asia trip it's not oh. good. It's not going awesome, to be honest with you. Oh. But the thing that I didn't realize, so I did not get travel insurance for the trip to Asia, but I have travel insurance through my credit card. So if you have an Amex or if you have a Chase Sapphire card, that includes travel insurance. So you don't need to buy the additional travel insurance through the airline or wherever you book. Yeah. But it is so hard to submit a travel claim you need so much documentation and the airlines or the travel sites are so like they aren't very helpful giving it to you. So I've been really surprised. I just thought I would be like, Hey, here's like, here's what happened. And they would refund my money, but you need to like have screenshots of their of their cancellation policies and you need to get them to issue letters on letterhead. Like it's very intense. So Travel insurance is great, but I don't know that it is actually that helpful. I don't get travels travelers and I don't I don't get travelers insurance. I I know that it can be helpful and I don't want to give bad advice here, but I just I don't get it. I've never had to cancel a trip, so maybe I would have appreciated that, but just hearing what Becca's going through makes me think that I don't want it. Yeah, I'm like not very optimistic that I'm going to get any money back. So two questions, figuring out where to go next. I find myself wanting to go back to places I've been. I am going back to Instagram, like start a, start a collection. And just every time you see somewhere cool that you're interested in, yeah, or a pin board, just save it. I feel like I have the opposite problem where I I want to go to many places. Yeah. I want to go everywhere. Same. I, Mexico city is somewhere I really want to go back to that I've already been, but otherwise 
I feel like I have like a good decade statute of limitations where I don't want to go back to somewhere I've been, you know, in the last 10 years. Yeah. So I don't have this problem. Mm-mm. So last question, and you'll see why I picked this one based on my answer. Stop in the Dame of Love on Instagram said one thing you can't live without for traveling besides the obvious. Mine is a robe. I <laughs> bring a robe with me everywhere I go. So you guys funny. know robe life is the best life. I love my robe. It is such a game changer because I don't like to get dressed right after I get out of the shower. Yeah, especially if you're warm and you're somewhere that's like humid. I like to sit for a while. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're traveling with somebody, like I don't I'm not going to sit around in my underwear with you. Thank you. And I don't want to put on clothes. Like, I don't want to put on like a full outfit. Yeah. Oh, I just I love having my robe with me so that I can relax after I get out of the shower and don't have to like get ready right away. I think the hotel we're staying at is going to have pretty nice robes, so I don't think you hotel have to Hotel robes it. are thick though, and oh, I, I like, like a, a thick I like a thin okay. cotton robe. I love a thick, fluffy robe. It just feels so luxurious. What about you? What's your, tra- what's your odd travel essential? Um, I would say it's a lightweight um, cashmere. Sh- I would say it's a lightweight. Ugh. It's a lightweight cashmere scarf. So the one that I always travel with right now is from Heidi Wynn. And it's so mm-hmm. soft. It I'm always cold, so it's great for that. But then it's also great um, if you're if you need like an extra blanket when you're on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So let's get out of questions and let's get into obsessions. Yeah. Grace, tell the people what you're obsessed with. Right now it's dad shirts. So if you don't want to know what a dad shirt is, it's like a short sleeve button down, um, usually with some sort of a print on it. I am currently wearing like a red Hawaiian dad shirt and I love it. But it's like boxy. Like it's, it's boxy. not cut. It's cut like something a dad would wear. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a real interesting vibe in Morocco between the Dad retiring vibe. Yeah. 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 And I also love a good grandpa blazer. So we're like just covering the spectrum. Dads and grandpas and retired ladies. Yeah. Nothing yeah. age appropriate. Nothing age appropriate. What about you? Okay. I am obsessed with suits. So I started watching I the TV show. show Suits. It's so cute. On Thursday night. I didn't know what to watch, and I was just kind of curious about Meghan Markle and what she was doing on Suits before she married Prince Harry, and I got so hooked, so I've been very into it. I'm on season one, so I have a lot to go. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about, so last, I already said this on Instagram, but if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm going to say it here too. So last week, my obsession was nightgowns and house dresses, and the one I ordered came, and I did not like it. So it was just like thick fabric and it was starchy. It wasn't what I wanted. So I'm still on the hunt. I'm obsessed with the idea of nightgowns, but apparently not the particular nightgown I bought. So some people sent me some recs on Instagram, but if you have a great nightgown rec, let me know. That's, I think I'm so entertained by your hunt for nightgowns. I'm into nightgowns. I think it's the ASOS. I think it's order up a few oh. sizes at ASOS. We'll see. And get some house dresses. We'll see. What about on Instagram? What are you loving there? Mine is a photographer called Chelsea Ann. And it's spelled C-H-E-L-S-A-E, not E-A. Um, and she, her photos are stunning. She's kind of a lot like, I would say, kind of similar to Anna New York. And that she just goes to magical oh, yeah. destinations and has beautiful photos. This is going to be a follow for me. Uh-huh. 
Ooh, yeah. yeah. So she was just in Jaipur, and her content there was so magical. Like, I w- I've just I just lived through her feed. Very into this. Yeah, and her husband's an artist, so I like they travel the world and they take these beautiful photos of each other, and I just I, I just love her feed. So my obsession on Instagram is the hotel we are staying at next week. Oh. So we're staying at La Sultana, Marrakesh, and they have a great Instagram, but it's getting me very excited. I, I'm i following the Instagrams of basically every hotel in Marrakesh at this point. Mm-hmm. Same. But they have a very good Instagram. You should definitely check it out. It's making me so excited. It's I go on it at least once a day and just get so excited. Yeah. So that's... I, hardcore obsessed there. Yes. And what about reading? Oh my God. So I, this morning laid in bed and I just finished reading the underwriting, which Becca talked about last week. Did you love it? I loved it. So good. It was so good. So it's kind of like the knockoff or it reminded me a little bit of startup by, um, mm, by Dory Shafir. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It's about, it's like about investment banking and the male characters are just so deeply unlikable. Like, I found myself, like, so angry at them. Because it's, like, she does such a good job, like, nailing the stereotypical douchebag New York guy. And also the douchebag San Francisco tech guy. Yeah. So, I could not put it down. I was completely addicted. But she better write a sequel because it just ends. The, like, the end, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was a weird ending. And it was also, like wait what like I read I reread the last page like three times me too so yeah Michelle Miller we're looking for your second book yes I haven't read anything because I have been too busy watching suits I'm looking at our notes because we have like a little outline we work of and Becca just left this one blank I I left it blank "Hmm." I didn't get around to reading anything because I had some downtime started watching suits and now it's all I want to do with my downtime but I'm sure I'll have lots of books for you next week because I'm a big vacation reader so but and I also need to read our book for next time yes so what is our next book so our next book is ghosted by Rosie Walsh and you should tell people what it's about because I have you read it yet I read the first chapter okay so this is about um this woman who gets ghosted she goes on vacation and meets this amazing man and they're like they fall madly in love they get like so serious so quickly and then she gets home and he just disappears. So there's like a whole mystery around why he disappears. And there's like some fun twists along the way. And I'm not going to tell you if it has a happy ending because that would spoil it. You have to read it. Um, I'm very excited to read this it's one. It's a great book. I've heard a lot of buzz. Yeah, I loved it. So I will be reading this first when we get to Morocco. Yes. Um, in the meantime, if you want to keep tabs on us while we're in well, while we're in Morocco and then while I'm in Portugal, you should follow us on Instagram. I'm yes. at Becca M. Freeman. I'm at Grace Atwood and my blog is thestripe.com. Also and like tons of travel wrecks over there. So check that out. And you can also follow the podcast at Bad on Paper Podcast. Yes. And join our Facebook group. That's all we have for you today. Yeah. We'll see you next week. We're going to record our episode from Morocco. Yes. Can't wait. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.